Yo, what's up? I'm Eric. Yo, I'm Lance. Shut up and sit down. This is off the walk. So welcome everyone. Tonight's episode is on Mother Tongue. So Lance, why don't you tell us about your childhood years concerning Mother Tongue? Mother Tongue. Okay, hold on. Let, let's uh, let's backtrack here. Let's <laughs> let's talk about what Mother Tongue means. All right. So Mother Tongue is like my understanding is is that. The, the language you kind of grew up with, right? Am, am I correct? That's right. That's what I got as well from Wikipedia and basic <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia. Okay, so based on that, so obviously my parents are from Hong Kong, so I they both speak Cantonese um, and, of course, some English. Uh, so in my earlier years, I'd imagine that they were speaking Cantonese to me. Um, so I would say Cantonese, uh, the problem is, is that I just, it was, it's too hard. I think when I was little, when I was younger, I was able to communicate, but at, at a later age, because you're always hanging out with people that don't speak Cantonese, I just started to lose it. Mm -hmm. And I guess to, you know, kind of going forward, it's like, I, as I was growing up, I, began to lose. I mean, I went to Chinese school uh, for a little bit until I told my parents I hated it. And the <laughs> there's a funny story to that because <laughs> I'm forcing my kids now to go to Chinese <laughs> school. So, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, I, I didn't like it. I'm forcing my kids to go to Chinese school. They don't like it. And I'm kind of just like, listen, your dad had to do this. You got to do it too. <laughs> so my earlier years is is um, uh, of mother tongue is 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 that. So it's not. Uh, it wasn't good. I don't know. How about you? Well, actually, before I answer, when when do you think you kind of started losing your that Cantonese mother tongue, like speaking all the time, like when you right when you started like preschool or something like that. Uh, I probably say no, not preschool. I would say like grade one and two. I mean, I think the, the other part about that is, you know, my mom spoke to me most in Cantonese and mm. my dad actually spoke to me in English. So mm. I think it's the same thing. Like my kids are kind of the same when they realize that you can speak English they're just like, forget, I'm not talking to you in Cantonese, right? They're like, I'll, talk, I'll yeah. talk to you in English. So my dad was always talking to me in English and my mom would always be, and even to this day, my mom would still be talking Cantonese to me. Mm -hmm. um, but I probably started losing it, yeah, around grade one, grade two. And, you know, eventually it gets worse. But I think there's a lucky part to it is that back in my days, <laughs> There was no such thing as Netflix or, you know, Amazon <laughs> Prime or any of these streaming videos. Mm -hmm. And we would have to watch what your parents were watching. Mm -hmm. So my mom was always watching, you know, the TVB kind of specials and, and it would always be speaking Cantonese. So for me, you know, I still was re retaining some of that by listening. So when you hear it, it was okay, right? But when you converse, like if I was talking, it was like, you're kind of just trying to 
uh, you know, um, analyze it in your head, like, okay, in English is this, but Cantonese, how do I say that? So it would take you a well, take me a long time before I could be able to actually, okay, this is what I'm trying to say. And then when you actually say it, totally like some, some, <laughs> some white guy trying to speak Cantonese, right? Horrible, horrible. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what? My situation was pretty, pretty similar to yours as well too, except I had an additional language thrown in there. So in my very early years, it was completely in Cantonese, you know, no, no, no English at all. And my parents spoke to me exclusively in Cantonese, even to this day, like even right now, they don't speak English to me. They only speak Cantonese to me. Mm. So, and then I think starting in preschool, when I went there, because I lived in Quebec, my second language essentially would have been French. So between preschool, uh, kindergarten, grade one, it was all exclusively in French. I don't believe there was any English at all. And it, it's kind of like a requirement in Quebec, I think, when you're, if you want your siblings to learn English, you as the other sibling, I needed to go into specifically only French school. There's like a certain like eligibility and criteria and stuff like that if you want to learn English within Quebec. And so I had to do take up the the grunt work, the initial grunt work, so that my sister could go to school in some semi English, I guess you could say. So mm-hmm. I don't think that I got a chance to speak English until I hit about grade two. And starting in grade two is when I their classes were split between French and English, and I started to get more English experience from there because a lot of the friends were in, were speaking English. Another reason is too is because we lived in that school was in the West Island of Quebec, where it's mostly English speakers, so most of the mm-hmm. kids there spoke English. So from there, it kept going. But similar to you, same. I listened and watched to whatever my parents were watching. Right. So if in the car that the cassettes were in, it was all Chinese music, that's what I'm listening. They're watching TVB. They're watching, you know, I don't know, Condor Heroes. I don't know. They're watching whatever they're watching. I'm yeah, watching yeah. that. So like I can still, it's not like it's completely gone, but speaking wise, it the Cantonese gradually dissipated, you would say. Okay. So, so would you say now you have, like do you, do you still how how is your cantonese is it, what level is it at right now <laughs> it's it's a lot it's it's actually interesting i lost a lot of it but then it came back in university when a lot of my friends were from hong kong their english wasn't that great so i had to force myself to speak cantonese with them and over that time i started practicing more you know, ordering food at the restaurants, singing karaoke. So karaoke, oh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Learning some some of the the words because I ain't learning any of those words in Chinese school. I didn't learn nothing in Chinese school. I mean, I, I same with you. I went all the way to like grade ten or something like that. What? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I think I lasted like two years and I dropped <laughs> out. I was like, forget it. I'll all, never learn this language. 
oh man, it's it was a struggle, you know. In on it's on the weekend too, right? It's like I mean, you're already in school five days. You got to go another day, uh, uh-huh. and like, and depending if you had the morning or or afternoon class, I was in the morning class, so I had to be at school. I don't know what what time was it start at nine. I don't even know. <laughs> it, it was. I think they had like a a.m. class and a p.m. class. So I don't yeah. know. That's my recollection. Yeah, and so so now my Cantonese is it's. I would say it's okay. It's it's enough to get me by. Like if I were in like Asia or Hong Kong or something like that, I'm. It's good enough for me to like talk, have a conversation with people, ask them, you know, eating and you know, you know where general stuff is and all that. You know, I don't know. How about you? How about you? I know that you've probably had a lot of experience in it since you. I mean, you I, opened up a, <laughs> a bubble tea place. <laughs> Man, yeah. I mean, I opened up a bubble tea place, but even then, it was like you don't you don't really talk to anybody in, in Chinese there. Everyone, oh, okay. sp- everyone spoke to me in English, man. I mean, this is Canada. I, I think for me, for me, it wasn't until, um, yeah, I think high school, right? Like, uh, I guess, kind of going back into high school, uh, you you start to meet people that that also can speak Cantonese, so we start to you know have similar um kind of backgrounds right because you know uh, obviously our parents are the same like they're watching you know tvb and mm-hmm. listening to jackie chan and or jackie Ch- chung and, <laughs> yeah. and whatnot so it's like you know you you go off and do a lot of those uh kind of things so you, you know w- when you start speaking it and being able to converse with other people it eventually kind of gets a little bit better but i mean still it wasn't as good um and then of course i ended up moving to china and mm-hmm. to guang guangzhou which is um uh basically the the dialect there is cantonese so majority of the people there speak cantonese uh and then my cantonese obviously excelled because you're put into a place where you know majority of the people don't um speak any english of course mm-hmm. i was horrible too because i only ended up making only friends with foreigners or expats <laughs> that only spoke english so i ended up you know only speaking english most of the time yeah but <clears throat> you know it, it is uh what it is but uh, yeah definitely gotten better i still can't read or write besides i i can do one two three i can yeah, do yeah. four maybe five i don't know but <laughs> should have stuck out longer in that chinese school bro <laughs> i should have man oh i'm regretting it and i think now at least why i trying to push it to my kids is because i do think it's important that they try to you know retain that and hopefully that you know they can keep that language with them and you know it's 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 still i think it makes up a very special part of me and also my wife as well so it's like you know we try to talk to them as much as um we can in cantonese and i'm probably guilty for not doing it because i talked to them in english so <laughs> i went the same way as my dad just talking to them in english but you know at the end of the day i think it's important so i'm, I'm gonna try my best to try to do that mm-hmm. do you do you like play like cantonese or, or mandarin style television shows for your kids like cartoons or something like that we do yeah oh. and it's like we we try to do it so that they can you know, just keep listening to it. At least if they hear it enough, 
they mm -hmm. can kind of understand, right? So the good thing is, is my mom kind of talks to them still in Cantonese. So it's like, mm -hmm. okay, grandma talks to you. But at the end of the day, even she's kind of shifting <laughs> to the English, right? So Really? <laughs> it's, oh. it's bad. But no, I mean, it's 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 hard especially with every new generation right it's it's gonna get it's not worse but it's it's kind of like it's just shifting right like mm -hmm. uh unless maybe say like one day your 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 daughter like marries a guy whose whose first language is 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 cantonese or mandarin or something like that in that case that maybe that kind of changes but if it's if if she marries like a like a like a another third gen or something like that or something like that. the language is eventually it's just gonna stop you know yeah like it's hard like and and like you know i i have some friends that um uh basically you know are kind of mixed race right so interracial and now like my one buddy is um pretty whitewash <laughs> and and at the end of the day he's lacking on on the chinese side right mm -hmm. so but he's actually pushing his uh daughter to try to learn uh cantonese mm -hmm. um so you know he feels like it's important but then you know he, he, it's much later in his life that now he's kind of like it's it's almost like he feels like that could be part of her identity right mm -hmm. and Sometimes it's like, even for me, it's kind of like, I feel like, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I hang out with, um, you know, maybe Cantonese or Chinese people, I feel like, oh, when I can speak to them, we have that kind of similarity or kind of that uh, something that, that, you know, we can, uh, a common ground that we can connect with, right? Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I totally agree also that it's, it is part of identity. And that's something that, for me you know because yeah i'm second gen i was born here but you know I, I do identify as a as a as chinese so and i myself and i shouldn't have you know as much as i hated chinese school back then and all that i now know the importance of that to keep this language going because i feel it is important for me to know you know my lang like that language where that my that essentially my mother tongue growing up in the very beginning that language so and i mm -hmm. i feel like it's something that i should not forget you know yeah so let me ask you this were were you ever embarrassed to use that your language like the the mother tongue like chinese were you ever embarrassed to to speak it oh for sure because I was always afraid that it wasn't going to be good, that it was going to be a horrible accent. No one would understand me. It, it was bad. Like the only time I really spoke it, at least during like my, my, the later elementary years, junior high years, it was really only just like either at home or maybe, uh, you know, at Chinese school. That yeah. was, that was it. So it wasn't until later I got the courage again to talk when with my friends later in life that even courage to order order just ordering in chinese you know at at a, at a chinese restaurant that it took me some time to get that courage to do that and 
now when I make mistakes, I'm less embarrassed about them. Like if I make mistakes and I'm just like, oh, okay, my bad. Like I, I did, you know, I messed it up and, and all that. But it's, it's taken many years, you know? I don't know about you. Yeah, I think, you know, if you don't use it, it's hard, right? Because I mean, you know, you might understand it. And I think for me, it's like, I understood it, I understood it. But I knew if I was going to speak it, I was like, mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to screw this up, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say something yeah. real stupid here, right? Yeah. And, um, and that's what always, like, I, I felt, you know, to me, my first language is English, right? I feel mm -hmm. most comfortable speaking English. So when it comes to me trying to speak Chinese, I sometimes, <laughs> I don't know, right? I, I don't know. Maybe listeners out there, if you feel the same way, let, let us know. But I always, like, just pretend, like, I don't speak it. <laughs> you know, and then, and then, you know, if I know that the waiter or somebody that I'm talking to doesn't understand English, then I'm kind of like, okay, I'll bust it out, right? Like, yeah, all yeah, right, yeah. can I, can I get this, this, and this? And they're just kind of looking at me like, you dumbass, like, come on, <laughs> you know how to speak Chinese, right? So, yeah, I do. Sometimes I feel embarrassed, but now, of course, I realize at, at a later age, it's kind of like, okay, if you don't use it, you know, you're gonna lose it, right? So the less you mm -hmm. speak it, less you listen to it, you know, the less you use it, you're just gonna lose it. So I think it is important that we continue to try to push ourselves, even though we may be embarrassed to uh, to to talk, but if you don't do it, I mean, you're, you're just never gonna improve, right? Yeah, for sure. Like when I'm in Chinese restaurants and I wanna eat something, but I can't read the words, I literally point, but to the item on the menu and I'll tell him in Cantonese, I want this. At least at least yeah, I'm yeah. still saying it, but I just can't read it. Like I'm like, I don't know how to read half of these words here. So I'm just gonna point. But I'm still speaking it, you know? It's I'm yeah. still using it. <laughs> yeah. So that that brings me to what was your most embarrassing thing that that you have said? Um you know, using Cantonese, was there some funny moments where, because with Cantonese, there's so many different um, things, right? Like you could say it one way, but it actually means something else. Yeah. You know what? Nothing actually comes to mind. Mostly it would probably just be my accent. Like when I was first starting out, the stuff that I said, the the the, the accent that I used most of my friends would just laugh. Like, especially if you know the language, they would listen, they would understand, but they'd, they'd be like, you sound like a, like a person who doesn't know how to speak is trying to speak it. Right. It's like, it's like, it's like, you know, in TVB, there's those two or three Caucasian actors. Yeah. <laughs> er, and earlier, early, in the early days. Nowadays, a lot of them are like amazing because they're like born and raised. But so. Yeah. No, I heard that some of the, the, the white guys there now, purposely put on the bad accent Are but their, their cantonese is like fluent so now what? they're like actually you know put on an accent to say to put it so that they can't speak it that well oh man don't don't do that you're you're pro you're pro keep yeah. it be natural man. <laughs> be natural i yeah. personally don't have any any stories any embarrassing stories but i always i always revert back to my brother <laughs> and you know he'll probably kill me for saying some of these but you know um it's all good his see the thing is i think for me my chinese is probably better than i got i got two brothers so my obviously my youngest brother he's probably lost a lot of it so mm -hmm. 
but he i give him a forever because he always tries like he's he, he'll <laughs> say it and no matter how ridiculous he sounds he'll he'll still plow through right he's no shame and yeah. i give him props for that because if you don't do it like i say mm -hmm. you start to lose it and so often you know he tries to express himself about um you know certain things and i i still remember this one time he was talking about um you know taking a bath and he was yeah. trying to say it in chinese but yeah. you know he thought um the tub was was a walk so he was trying to so he the way that he was saying it was can i take a bath in the in, in not instead of the tub he said can i take a <laughs> bath in a walk right yeah so he, so we just we were just laughing because you know i i mean i could say it in cantonese and maybe i will but he 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 basically said uh walk <laughs> right yeah but he was trying to say like you know yeah. like in the tub yeah right so we just listen to him like what are you talking about bro <laughs> like you want to take a you know bath in the walk like what <laughs> so yeah i mean there's there's a lot of i think there's a lot of stories but hey, hey any listeners if you got some <laughs> embarrassing stories i would love to hear them because i've heard a lot of people talking about uh different stories that you know just because of the way you say it the waiters or the people that you're talking to are just completely mistaken whatever you're trying to say yeah yeah and do you do you also do like what do you call that it's like like a chinglish where it's like you mix english and and canto all in like one sentence and all that type of stuff yeah i mean i'm probably guilty for that especially if i'm trying to like if i think i remember when i was talking to friends we usually use some chinglish yeah because it's just like we know that that person understands the mm -hmm. cantonese but we also know that they speak english so you know there's a lot of kind of little mix here and there but of course for me sometimes it's like if you don't know how to say it in cantonese <laughs> you're gonna say it in english right yeah and it comes out i don't i'm 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 amazing at that. Like I do it all the time with friends, with my parents, like, like even in your example, like with the bathroom and all that, I'll, or, or taking a shower, like I will say, I'm going to go, but then I'll say shower in Chinese. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to go chong long. <laughs> and then yeah. it just, and it, it's, it comes out super naturally for me to, to have this Chinglish, you know, just combining words together. It's, it's an interesting, I find it always interesting, even when I say it, that I can say something, that I can just some, do something like this. It's, it's, yeah. it's weird. Well, the thing is, like, even in Hong Kong, what I notice when I watch some of the shows is they do it too. So mm -hmm. because Hong Kong was a British colony, um, they were kind of mixing it up. Like, they'll, you know, it was almost like the posh thing to do. Like, all right, I'm mm. going to throw some English in there, right? So that, you know, I'm... I'm I'm up there. I'm high end or, or something. I don't know, right? Hey, yeah, yeah. Sorry for all the people out there that's from Hong Kong, but <laughs> but you know, like I and it almost became like a fad where uh, where I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, like that's that's acceptable, you know, like you can yeah. use mix English Chinese, but obviously, again, for me, it was because I just didn't know the word in Chinese, right? You know what? And that brings up an interesting point. Do you ever have those situations where you have it's almost like you you see something and then you you look at it but 
you you're speaking in English, but when you're looking at the thing, you know what it is in Chinese, but you kind of forgot what it is in English, or vice versa. Oh, all the time. I'm like, I do that with my wife, like, and and I'll just be like, oh, you know that thing. I'm like, you know, and then I'll say it to her in in Cantonese, and、mm. then she'll be like, oh, you know, whatever in English, and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the time, or else vice versa, where. You know, I'll be doing it in Chinese, and I'll be like, "No, no, you know, like, you know, whatever for this in English,"、yeah. and then she'll say it back to me in in Cantonese. I'll be like, "Yeah, exactly, exactly." Yeah, that that happens to me all the time, and for me, it's three languages. Sometimes, for some reason, I I only know it in French, like for just some odd reason, and I'll just stand there and I'm just trying to translate in my mind. Oh, what was this word again in in English? And it just It's it's a weird thing, but it's I, I guess you know it. Maybe that's but this I guess this happens when when you have multi multiple languages all all mixed in, you know. Yeah, I mean that's I think it's really cool, right? That you obviously know three languages, because I mean even for me, I mean I don't even think of myself as really proficient at Cantonese. So I mean I I think of myself as like one and a half languages, but to have three languages, like I feel like I always want to learn more languages, right? And so that I can converse with people and surprise them, be like, yeah, I know Russian, man. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's an. I mean, at the end of the day, when I learned French, it was more of like I was kind of forced to learn it to because of where I was,、mm-hmm. but. To this day, I try not to forget the French language. You know, the the good thing about Canada is that Canada is a bilingual country with French as an official language. So a lot of times, if I'm practicing, I can just read stuff. Basically, the translate because all the labels here they all have it in French and in English, so I can just、right. read off that. And you know, I'll watch. French YouTube videos. I, I I still read a lot of of、uh, comic books. My, so, some of my favorite comic book series are all in French. So I just just do that to kind of to kind of give that that practice. Otherwise, where we are at Calgary, this is not a French speaking city. There's、yeah. none of that ha- is happening. Like, so, do you, do, have you talked to anybody here in Calgary in French? Like I've met. In the amount of years I've lived here, which is like t- over twenty years, I have literally only met maybe three people who spoke French.、Uh, first off, as a, as a first language, as a, as a, as their mother tongue,、mm-hmm. really. And the only other time was when I was in school, when we were kind of forced to speak French. That was it. Besides that, it, it it's it's only in Quebec. <laughs> you know where you、yeah. have French. You know. Well, I do. I have a buddy that is actually like from Montreal, right?、Mm-hmm. So, and we make fun of him all the time. I won't name his name because his English <laughs> is so bad that we're always like, "Yo, man, just talk to me in French, bro," because <laughs> I can't understand your English. Yeah, and I'll just try to figure it out from there. But、um, no, I've 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 met one guy, and obviously he is from Quebec, so it's it's a little bit different. Um, but yeah, you're right. Other than that, I mean, in Canada, I mean, for some of the listeners that aren't、uh, from Canada, you actually are forced to learn. Like I know, I was up until grade six, we had to take French class. So, oh, okay, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that you had to take it up to grade six, and then after that, you don't have to take French anymore. So、oh. that was a mandatory kind of thing to do. 
And you know what's interesting now? A lot of my friends with children are they're they're putting their kids in schools that are like English, Mandarin. You know, it they're they're putting their kids through that because they're like we want our kids to learn Mandarin. No, I don't think it's specific. It's Cantonese. I think it's actually more specifically Mandarin. You yeah, might you might you I, might know a little bit more of that than me though because I, I don't have any kids. <laughs> I do, and I'm 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 guilty of doing that to my <laughs> oldest. I did put her into um, a Mandarin kind of um, uh, what are the Mandarin immersion kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, and she hated it. She just hated it. And the other thing is, is you know, I don't speak Mandarin. Yeah, I mm-hmm. was in China for a couple of years, but my level of Mandarin is like. Pff- you know, worse than a little kid, right? I'm at like maybe 10%, 15%. And I couldn't help her. So although she went in as in kindergarten, there was a lot of things. They were were writing things, you know, they were saying things and I could not help her. And I felt really bad about that. So when I seen her struggle, we ended up, you know, looking at another school and we ended up putting her into another school. But I was guilty for putting her in there because I felt like, you know what, you know, China's going to be a big economy, you know, having her know this second language could be beneficial for her because if she ever wanted to, you know, maybe move back to China, it'd be, um, you know, totally beneficial if she knew the language there so that, you know, she could really connect with people. So that's kind of why I pushed her. But now thinking back, I'm just kind of like, you know, that might not have been the best thing. But I think the other reason is, is also I was, I'm so scared because of what I went through in school with racism and all and being mm-hmm. the only kind of, um, uh, you know, not the only Chinese, but the, you know, the of minority, I, I was, you know, picked on a lot. So I didn't want her to go through that. And I figured that if I put her into um, a Chinese school, that she wouldn't, you know, kind of go through that racism, maybe still be bullied and whatnot, but not racism in particular. Um, and and for any of you folks that haven't listened to that episode, go check that episode out. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. You know what? I I understand for sure how you're feeling in terms of, you know, you putting in your 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 daughter in Mandarin school, but you yet you don't speak Mandarin. It was actually the same with my mom putting me in French, you know, at that point, my mom, her English wasn't even that good. Mm -hmm. And she's here trying to get me to do French. So back when I was younger in French, uh, we always had these, what we call dictées, which are basically like spelling tests Mm -hmm. in French. And we would have those quite often in school and you know it, the teacher would give you a set of words and then you'd have to whenever she called them out you'd have to spell it correctly essentially and right. but she give us these words beforehand and then we'd have to practice on them so that you know we're good for the test and my mom would have to like she would test me on these but mm-hmm. but she can't even read the words <laughs> so so i ended up actually more or less kind of teaching her how to say those words so that she could say them so I could to that I could do it. I actually ended up memorizing most of the lists of the tests and stuff. So I already knew what was what was gonna happen. Yeah. So do your parents speak French? 
No, you know what? It's it's crazy. They lived in Montreal for well, more like at least twelve years. Probably, I think my dad was there even longer. Probably like I don't even know, like fifteen, sixteen years. They never spoke any French. All my 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 two aunts, an uncle, my grandparents, all lived in Montreal. They still live in Montreal. They've been there mm. for like four, like. 40 years or something like that wow none of them none of them still speak french (laughs) they they must understand it though no they don't understand french either they i mean you pick up certain words and certain words over the years like their kids like my cousins they're Mm -hmm. fluent they're amazing they're they're fluent in french english uh, Cantonese, no problem. They can s- flip from one language to another. Like it's like a switch wow. for them. It's easy. Yeah, yeah. But for their parents, like they recognize over the years, they've recognized certain things to pronounce because it's like road signs or something. So they see it enough times. Mm-hmm. But no, not a not really. They're not. They're not great at French at all. But was it? Is there a big uh, like Cantonese community that? they get around just being able to speak Cantonese or do they speak English as well? So they do speak there. Some of my aunts, their, their English is, is okay. Some, some are better. Uh, It's not, it's still heavy accent. My grandparents, no English, no French whole time. They lived in, they, they did not speak. I don't, I don't know how they got around. And it's not like the Chinese community in Montreal was that big back in the mm-hmm. day too because a lot of immigrants coming in, uh, Montreal isn't their first destination that they pick. In. They're going to either Vancouver or Toronto, or Toronto yeah. right? Montreal is not really a big destination for them because they got to learn French. If they can barely do English, <laughs> it's like, like, like oh, French is just another even worse stepping stone. You know, granted now when I went back to Montreal about two years ago, the Chinese community has grown significantly and Mandarin is, is big now. They actually, I think my cousin was telling me there's almost like, there's like the main Chinatown and even a mini Chinatown now. So it, it has grown. I don't know in terms of the French. Well, actually now because of that, you're seeing a lot more, uh, second generation kids growing up like Chinese kids or something whose first language is English, is French. Mm-hmm. So they grow up with completely French or they just speak French only with, yeah. with Mandarin. So, and granted as well, Montreal's not as bad as the rest of Quebec. I mean, not what I mean, not as bad is not, you can get around with English. Yeah. You go to well, certain other cities in Quebec, it's purely French. I got a question for you because I, I went to Montreal yeah. Okay. And I, well, I think I, I think it was Montreal or Quebec, but I'm pretty sure it was Montreal. Anyways, we went there and I'm like, okay, listen, I, I was asking this lady like, hey, <laughs> which way to the port? Like I was taking a cruise on there, right? So I was like, yeah. which way to the port? And she was like, she wouldn't answer me. And all she <laughs> did was just point in one direction, right? Yeah. And uh, I was just like, no, no, no. I'm like, you know, like which way like where is it close by and she just kept looking at me like whatever right she gave mm-hmm. me hand signals right she's just pointing me to to the direction and i was like oh, okay i'm like man none of these people speak english around here i guess <laughs> you know whatever right and she's like it's over there to your left 
I was like, what the? <laughs> like, what's wrong? Like, you know, I'm not asking you in Chinese here. I'm like, come on, yeah. lady, if you speak English, just tell me where, where, where it is. So my question to you is, what is up with people <laughs> in Quebec? Like, why are they so, you know, arrogant? Uh, what, what's up with that? <laughs> I mean, I... I I can't answer that. I'm 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 from Montreal. I love Montreal. It's a it's a great city. I mean, maybe she's just she just didn't want to answer you in English, I guess, and just decide to point point it out. But, but I think some know. people there are very proud, right, of the yeah. French language, and I think mm-hmm. there's some kind of belonging. And I and I I think we can you know resonate with that because you know, like we say, Cantonese is is a language that is kind of part of our identity, and I think people in Quebec are kind of the same like french is a part of their identity and they're very proud of of it and when people come they only want to try to speak that language you know to more amplify that hey this you know this country is not just about english this country is about french as well right yeah i mean they just like to do things their own way as well too you know they they got their own system you know every time you you buy something or you li- or do something there's always that fine print with the exception of Quebec. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I so I got another question for you, okay? Because so some of, like, a lot of my friends has gone through this too. But I don't know about you because you're, you're, you might be a different story because you started with French. Mm-hmm. But we, I took, and a lot of my friends took, ESL. <laughs> so for some of you that don't know what ESL is, it's English as a second language. Right, because a lot of times our friends or or even myself, because we jump into these schools not knowing English, uh, they think you know obviously your your ESL English is the second language, right? Mm-hmm. But I got a funny story about that. Um, but I'll ask you first: Were you in ESL? To the best of my recollection, I wasn't in ESL. At least I. At least I I don't think I was. I mean, I was very young. I and school at that time was yeah French and English. So, like, I don't think so. So, how about you? So, well, so that's yeah, that's interesting. But I guess for me, yeah, I I was in ESL and I was in ESL for two years. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't really think it was because of that very reason, because both my parents actually speak English, so they were able to <laughs> kind of help me. Yeah. Uh, but I was put into ESL for two years because I couldn't say the. Oh, so man. <laughs> the pronunciation for the, you know, requires your tongue to go out. But because my tongue was webbed, I could not say the, so my tongue was attached to my lower part. So mm-hmm. I couldn't say this for two years, and everyone thought I was an idiot. Well, the <laughs> teachers basically they're like, "Man, this kid can't say the." I'm saying the, 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 right with D. Yeah. And uh, anyways, it wasn't until later on that a doctor took a look and said, "Oh man, uh, your son has webbed a webbed tongue. We need to cut, cut it." And so obviously they cut it. And then it was done, and I could finally say the. So they took me out of ESL. But for the, I mean, in terms of comprehension, I, I was able to comprehend everything, right? But I don't know. Maybe they just done it for the fact that ah, this kid's Chinese. Throw him in ESL. Yo, straight up. Like I think there's so many uh, uh, friends that I know that got put into ESL, but they're like, they're speaking English just fine. 
just fine. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why they're throwing an ESL. It doesn't make any sense, you know? <laughs> like, what, what, what do you, like, when you're in ESL, because, uh, and I, I don't think I've been in ESL, so how is it different from, like, English class? Well, I think it's like whenever everybody else goes to, we used to call it LA, right? Language arts. Right. So when everybody else goes to language arts, you go to this other class called <laughs> ESL, yeah. right? And you're still sitting there learning the basic words, <laughs> right? When you're like, you already know the words it's just because I couldn't pronounce it. People thought, you know, oh, he still can't read these words properly, you know, because yeah. every TH word, right? The, <laughs> every the word I was pronouncing as duh. Right. So it was like, you know, I don't know, doubt, duh, yeah. uh, like stuff like whatever, you know, I couldn't say though, right. I was just saying, do, do, right. And they're like, man, this kid is <laughs> just so stupid. <laughs> How did you pronounce the, like, say like the number three, which you, were you like three? D, D <laughs> or something. Yeah. I, and to, to be honest, like I, I see, you know, when you're young, you don't think about it. You're not like, mm-hmm. oh, ESL, I, I don't know what it is. And my parents didn't know what it was, right? Because yeah. they didn't, they're just like, they probably thought the same thing. This kid's stupid. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, you don't know anything. And it wasn't until later, like, and I'm glad, I guess, that I went to a doctor and doctor finally was like, oh, this is the problem here, right? And mm-hmm. I don't know, I'll have to ask my mom why she ended up taking me to a doctor to find this out. But, you know, nowadays, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's so weird because nowadays, um, my like my kids also had a web tongue, but at an early age, right when they came out. So right when my, my daughter was born, they snipped it right away. Right. Mm-hmm. So they knew that they, mm-hmm. they cut it. But that that's another that's a different reasons because the baby can actually latch on and, you know, breastfeed off of the mother. Right. Mm-hmm. But th- I guess they'd never search for that at during my time. Right. So I went on years just, you know, <laughs> saying, I could, like you say, three. I probably just saying D, D, right? Or something D. like that. Cause I just yeah. physically could not say it. Back in so. the, back in the eighties, bro. Back in the eighties, <laughs> man. Different story, man. I'm, I'm an old fart. <laughs> but I guess, you know, at the end of it, what do you think? Do you think that it is important, uh, for you to, to, to have that? language like you know as cantonese uh, a part of your life do you think it's important i do yeah and you know you when you search back to you know where your parents or your ancestors come from you know it, i think it is part of your identity and it's it's an important part language is is very i think it's very important to to know your your mother tongue and to not forget it you know, maybe you're not going to be amazing at it. Like I'm not amazing at it, but to, to know it, to maybe to understand it, uh, to at least hear it, it's, I think it's important and it's great to have another language under your belt. You know, that's, it's never a negative thing to know more than one language, you know? Yeah. So I, another question to you is which, which, because you know, three languages, which language to you is most comfortable? Oh, English still for for sure. English by like, far, eh? By by way way far. Like it's <laughs> it's you got you got you know French, Cantonese. They're 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 almost together in 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 some ways because like I know some things better in French than in Canto and then vice versa. But English is like way up. It's like many many levels up <laughs> from okay. that. 
Yeah. Well, I won't drag this episode much longer, but I wanted to ask you, because you know three languages, what are some tips that uh, you can give to some of our listeners if they're in this journey right now trying to maintain a second or a third language? What have you done to kind of, you know, still keep up? And I know you've mentioned like reading books and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, just immerse yourself in 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 that language. Just you know what? Instead of you know, reading or 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 something in your in one language, try it in another language. The more you practice, the better it gets. If you ha- can have conversations with people in that language you're trying to, to learn, do that. That's actually what I would think would be the the best way. I think that that's probably better than using like apps like Duolingo or something like that because you're talking to someone, they're conversing with you and they're using like the everyday language that that you would want to learn. I, I think that's the most important thing. Just keep practicing. That's what I do to this day for Cantonese and French, you know? So that would be my advice. Awesome. All right. Well, listeners, uh, if you have your own tips or if you have your own stories, you know, uh, definitely follow us on uh, our social media, Instagram, Facebook, um, uh, Twitter. And uh, if you have any other suggestions, we're also on email as well. uh, Offthewalk.info at gmail.com. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. And uh, yeah, we'll check you guys uh, on our next episode. All right. Thanks. See you later. See ya. Bye-bye.